Welcome to Films and Fermentations. I'm Mike, and tonight I will be talking to you about the documentary For the Love of Spock. Being raised a Star Trek fan, a Trekkie as you as they're called, uh, I love the original series. I love Next Gen. I love uh, DS9. I love the movies. Uh, if you heard them in an earlier podcast, one of my favorite movies is uh, Star Trek II, the, uh, the Wrath of Khan. And I believe this documentary is something that any true Trekkie should watch. It should be one that anyone who even has any interest in Star Trek should watch. Uh, and if you like, like uh, documentaries about actors in general, watch this documentary. The review that Variety gave us when we first went on the air in September of 1966. Star Trek won't work. <laughs> what was your impetus for this project? What, where, where did it start? In November of last year, I approached Dad about the idea of doing a documentary on Spock as a part of the celebration of the anniversary of the original series. And the minute I suggested this to Dad, he was in. When word came out today that actor Leonard Nimoy had died, the president said, I love Spock. I started acting about eight years old and I suddenly decided that I liked it enough to want to make a career of it. So I came to California in 1949. I loved Leonard. Leonard and I came from a lot of similar backgrounds. He was a multifaceted individual. He was never just Spock to me, even growing up. He had a ubiquitous curiosity about everything going on in the world. Prior to Star Trek, I never had a job that lasted longer than two weeks. Never. Two weeks. People ask me what it was like living with Spock. And for the most part during that period, he'd come home at night, eat his dinner, memorize his lines, and then just go to sleep. He was trying so hard to get this career going. It took a toll on his family life. That he was occasionally Leonard-like, but mostly he was Spock. Everyone feels a little bit like an outsider. I would argue the most interesting people seem to. I think people recognize themselves in him. One of the things that I you know, really respect about um, your dad was his love and affection for the fans. To create a character who leaves a mark on the society that strikes a chord that resonates. Leonard Nimoy did that. Leonard was a self-made renaissance man. He made the world stand up and listen. Fascinating. If there was a word you would use to sum up or describe my dad, what would that be for you? Noble. Dignity. Artist. Integrity. Humble. The first word that does come to mind is loving. Love. It's definitely just love. I have been and always shall be your friend. It's done. It's directed by Adam Nimoy, uh, Leonard Nimoy's son. And it was... The idea started as... A documentary about Spock for the 50th anniversary of the original series. However, during the making of this documentary, Leonard Nimoy passed away, 
And then it turned from that to a documentary about Spock and his life, or Little Nimoy and his life. Um, from the eyes of his son, his daughter, um, ca uh, uh, fellow actors um, that he has interacted with. So it started off a little bit about his life, as it, you know, early on. Uh, some of the stuff he did prior to Star Trek. Then it goes into the Star Trek stuff, uh, the next, the uh, original series. Uh, it talks about his family life during that time, uh, and how you know he became a pop icon. And uh, then it goes on to after it's canceled, what he did after that. You know he did in search of. He was in Mission Impossible uh, series. Um, but after a few, you know, there's a few other things. But after all that, he went back to, or went to, uh, a theater and did a lot of theater stuff. Um, it also talks about, you know, uh, a lot about what happens between him and his son. Him and his son appear, uh, really had a lot of problems, uh, starting from. His son's teenage years on to adulthood. I mean, they would fight, reconcile, fight, and so on. So it goes through that a lot through the documentary, um, to the point where you know at points they couldn't talk. Then they got back. You know, they got started talking again. They actually directed a Outer Limits uh, episode together. Um, it talks a lot about uh, his the way he played Spock, how he influenced, how the character Spock influenced a lot of things, such as uh, scientists and um, popular culture. Um, it goes through um, coming back to Star Trek with um, the emotion picture and how he hated the script and it was such a bad movie which all Trekkies pretty much agree with. Uh, it also, he got, how it tells how he got into Star Trek 2, how they got into Star Trek 2 was for the death scene. Um, it goes on and talks about his, uh, some of his singing career, per se. He has some albums out there. I don't know many of them, uh, besides the Bilbo Baggins song, of course. Um, and it goes on and talks about his some of the movies he directed, such as Star Trek Three, Star Trek Four, and Three Men and a Baby, and another one called ah, forget it, it was a bomb. It, it was a terrible movie. It bombed in the box offices. It had Diane Keaton in it. It also had uh, Liam Neeson in it. Uh, the name of the movie is like something wife. It, it just escapes me now. Uh, but I've never seen it, and apparently not a lot of people did because it really crashed and wasn't good. Um, and from there, I mean, I'm not going in sequence of the, how the how the show goes. So the documentary goes. Uh, it talks about you know his relationships with his uh, his family, his divorce, his son's divorce. Um, the cool thing about this documentary, I thought, was it was directed by, as I said before, Adam Nimoy, and a lot of the parts it shows him 
interviewing uh, other act the actors from the newer movies or other people that you know was influenced by Mr. Spock and at the same time those people are interviewing Adam Nimoy about his father so it's like a back and forth interview at different points which I thought was very um, telling because it was very honest in a lot in a lot of ways um I also believe that this um, documentary shows you how important Star Trek, Mr. Spock was to pop, pop culture for like in the 70s, the first Star Trek convention started and that's like the mother of all conventions. I don't think there would be any other conventions out there if Star Trek didn't start a convention, Star Trek didn't start a convention. Um, and that one of the parts in there about the conventions, they were saying that the hotel play, per, uh, place that had it was hoping for 500 people to show up for this convention. And they got 3,000. Uh, not knowing how popular Star Trek was at that time. Due to it being a syndication and new audiences being able to see it. It also goes in... Um, there are some funny moments. There are some sad moments. Um one of the funny moments that sticks out to me from this documentary is uh, they have a scene on the original series with the crew there and they're it's I can't tell you exactly which episode because it happens a lot and they're like they see something weird on the screen they can't figure out what it was and they t- you, the camera goes to it and it's Leonard Nimoy singing the Bilbo Baggins song so I, I thought that was quite humorous how they cut that in um there's a lot of different um, segues from what they want to talk about to um, from Star Trek to other other um, parts of his of his life and his career, but a lot of it does talk about his problems with his son and how they uh, reconciled near the end. Um, I don't want to say near their end, but closer to the end. Um, again, this is a very good documentary. If you like documentaries, watch this one. If you like, if you love Star Trek, watch it. Even if you're a casual watcher of Star Trek, watch this documentary. And if you care, you just like documentaries about actors and stuff, watch this documentary. I'm Mike for Films and Fermentations. Have a good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.